What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rest of Season Rankings Fantasy Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Seifter, and I am all, always joined, every single time, by my co-host, Lauren Arbach, <laughs> who's here with me today. Hey, everybody. Every single time? Is it every single time I'm with you, Andrew? Is it? Oh, I mean, this is only like our seventh episode, but so far, so good. So far, I so mean, good. I mean, both our names are on the cover artwork yep. for the pod, so yep. I think that's what people are expecting when they tune in. Good point. Um, <laughs> yes. Hello, everybody. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, what's going on? What's going on, Andrew? I know, like, I recently just got back from vacation. Are you going on vacation anytime soon? Well, I'm so glad you asked mm-hmm. that question, Lauren. I am going on vacation uh, tomorrow. We're actually recording this on Monday, July 5th, mm-hmm. and I will be heading off to Alaska tomorrow. Ooh, exciting! Yeah, so- yeah. I uh, I actually had a original trip planned to go to Iceland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, after I booked that trip, I realized, you know what, with COVID and everything, I hadn't looked at my passport in a while. Uh, so I checked the passport out and sure enough, it had expired last year. Uh, so as soon as I saw that, I rushed out and went straight to the post office and, uh, put my passport (laughs) in the mail to renew. That was about six weeks ago now. Uh, but the post office, or not the post office, the passport agency uh, has been incredibly slow. I had to wait on hold for three hours last Friday trying to get some intel on the status of my application, and then they didn't really have anything to tell me other than uh, that basically it wasn't going to come in time, Uh, and there was nothing I could do about it. You know, they used to allow you to come into the passport agencies, uh, in person, but now you have to book online appointments, and there's no openings in DC. There's no openings basically anywhere in the country. So that's crazy. Had to cancel that whole trip. Yeah. But decided, you know what? I'm still going to go to the great north. If it's not Iceland, I'm going to Alaska. That's part of our great country here, and I don't need a passport to go there. So I can go see bears, yep. and I can go see you know salmon, mm-hmm. and you I can, can see the bears catch the salmon. Yeah, mm-hmm. right out of the water mm-hmm. with their big bear paws. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. We're we're going flying into Fairbanks mm-hmm. and spending a few nights there, and then we're going to Denali National Park, cool. and then a hot springs resort at the end. So uh, it should be a fun time. Nice. And this is the first time like you've never been before, right? Neither of you. No, no. We we actually booked a trip there about ten years ago that we had to cancel uh, for an unrelated reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so ever since then we've been kind of itching to get back this is my wife and i in case you're wondering uh so uh yeah so it's been on the list for a while now and you know we kind of took lemons and made lemonade with that whole nightmarish iceland uh cancellation and we're still gonna have some fun yeah sounds like yeah and we're gonna have some fun here on the podcast today too i think so too yeah did you like that segue was that a good segue it was a really cool segue i liked it awesome i thought so Mm -hmm. i thought so (laughs) pat myself on the back for that one yep yep uh, it. so <laughs> so i think um for today's agenda we got a couple things we want to do we're going to start out by um looking as we do uh most weeks uh at some players that lauren and i have diff- ranked differently in our rest of season fantasy baseball rankings which you can find uh, up at rosrankings.com uh, and then later in the show uh, we're going to run down some players who 
uh, Lauren and I are either a lot higher on or a lot lower on than what they've actually done so far this season. So kind of players we're keeping the faith with or players that uh, we're not fully buying into uh, their production to date. Um, so that will be that will be uh, later in the show. But first, Lauren, why don't you start us off with a player uh, that you are higher on than I am? Okay. Um, so this is going to be kind of similar um, to the argument I made last week with um, Aaron Judge, where it's we do have a difference in rankings, but I am kind of very bullish. I put this person just outside. He actually went higher. I have him ranked higher than Aaron Judge now. It's at 21. Uh, he's playing lights out. I know we've talked about this player a little bit, but I think that we need to give credit uh, where credit is due, and that is with Marcus Semien. He's sitting at 21 for me. I mean, that's the same number of homers he has to go along with 10 steals, a 286 batting average. Andrew, you know, he's sitting at the top of the Blue Jays lineup. This you know, Marcus Semyon is having a pretty, pretty, pretty good season so far. And I am all in, and I'm going to be bullish on him for the rest of the season. Um, what say you about Marcus Semyon? I am astounded by him. What can I say? I mean, <laughs> But not it is, as astounded as him uh, than I am. I, apparently that is true. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, if your goal here was to get me to badmouth Marcus mm. Simeon, you'll be sorely disappointed. Mm, okay. I'm not taking the bait. Okay. I'm not going to do it. Um, you know, I think... Uh, so where do I have him ranked then? You Am have I, him That I'm so low on him. I, something. 34. I yeah. Um, that's low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe I'm too low on him at 34. I mean, so far he is the sixth best player in standard 5x5 five five leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, two years ago in 2019, he was the 22nd player. So this is the second time that he has had this kind of unreal production. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of his career has been pretty mediocre, but certainly, uh, you know, I'm a believer in what we're seeing too. I mean, I wouldn't have him at 34 if I didn't believe. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, great, great offensive environment great lineup uh and a player that can kind of contribute in all five roto categories Mm -hmm. standard roto categories so yeah i don't i can't really object i mean i guess i guess for me it's just when you get into that cream of the crop around the top 20 it's just you're talking about players too high basically uh i i like i can't strongly argue against it because i mean he's been so good this year but it's just sort of one of those things where um, I'm not – I feel like there are some other players who are also having very excellent seasons who are just more – have been excellent year after year after year. Mm-hmm. And those are the players I, I have ahead of him. So it's guys like uh, Manny Machado and Freddie Freeman and Trevor Story, uh, you know, mm-hmm. players like that. I mean, maybe you could make the case that I'm um, – too high on Kyle Tucker because I have him yeah. ahead of Marcus Simeon. Uh, I have uh, yeah. Tucker kind of more where you have Simeon ranked uh-huh. and Simeon more where you have Tucker so ranked. Flipped a little bit. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Tucker to me, I, I mean, I have him on my team, so I'm sort of biased, mm-hmm. but I think he's um, he's actually just a huge breakout player. And I think he actually has uh, been unlucky 
so far this season. Um, he's actually one of the players who has, I believe, the largest discrepancy between his his batting average and his expected batting average, according to StatCast. Um, I'm just pulling that up right now. Um, yeah, Tucker has actually the third highest expected batting average in all of baseball this season, behind only Michael Brantley and Cattell Marte. Um, so his current batting average is 264, expected 324. So I feel like we haven't seen anything close to the best we could get from Kyle Tucker the rest of the season, and he's still been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Right now he's dealing with some back spasms, but, um, I mean, this guy was an elite prospect, and he seems to be on the verge of what could be a really massive breakout. So that's why I have him ranked ahead of Marcus Simeon. But certainly Marcus Simeon has been far better than Kyle Tucker so far this year, um, just based on the surface stats. So right. I guess I'm sticking my neck out a little bit on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I I see that you know it's like I and I guess it's kind of a similar similar thing where, um, you know, if we kind of had them ranked a little bit, you know, flipped basically, I still am a fan of Kyle Tucker and I think that his potential is like through the roof and um, we've talked about him before and um, it's just I guess the difference for me is you know Semyon's actually doing it as opposed to you know, Kyle Tucker should, you know, is expected to be doing it, you know, at some, some point. So, um, I just, I feel like Semyon's just so hot right now too. So, um, I don't know, I guess maybe that, that accounts for the differences as well. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I, you know, Tucker's still been awfully good, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. hasn't been on that level that, that Simeon has been in. Yeah. Very few players have. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, one player who is getting into that conversation now, this is another, uh, this is a player I have a lot higher than mm-hmm. you this week, actually. Um, that's Ozzy Albies. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I know you're a Braves fan, mm-hmm. so I, I'm, I'm sure you love Ozzy Albies. Yeah. Uh, but he has been on a huge tear, such mm-hmm. a big tear, uh, that I had to bump him up my rankings because, you know, he got off to an ice-cold start this year, but I never I never moved him down when he got off to the ice-cold start because mm-hmm. uh, I knew he was such a talented player. Um, but now all of a sudden he is looking like he could actually have an even better year than I was expecting um, because of the hot streak that he's been on. Um, And part of that, of course, is getting to play in that lineup in Atlanta. I mean, his run production numbers are extremely high. He's got 59 RBIs and 50 runs scored, but he also has 15 homers and 13 steals. So even though his batting average is only 265, he's been the 14th overall player for the season, and that's obviously jumped up a ton in the last few weeks um, because of how good he's been. I'm, I'm, I'm about to look up like how good he's been over the last month. It's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Let's see here. Over the last 30 days, he's been the 10th overall player. Uh, so he's just uh, he's a player that I believed in the skill set, I believed in he had the great track record, um, but he's always been kind of like that top 30, top 40 guy. Mm-hmm. But what he's doing now, especially getting that run production boost from Atlanta, uh, I have bumped him all the way up to number 19 in my rankings. You've still got him down at 39. I do. I need to bump him up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was sure. going to ask. Yeah. it's. I think he got, a, he got lost there a little bit. I always feel like Albies sits around kind of like 35, 30, 35. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he got pushed down um, – a little bit because I was pushing other people up and um, didn't really uh, catch that. But I think that you're you're spot on. I mean, he's and you know 
the Braves are, you know, they're heating up. They're all, you know, it's getting hot in Atlanta. And I think that, um, you know, Albies in particular, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that, you know, power speed uh, combo and such a great lineup. And um, yeah, he needs to get moved up on my ranks for sure. All right, so. put that on. Set yourself a little like calendar reminder on your phone or I something, know. so you can. I, well, I'm so going to do it right after this episode. You know, it's just all like, right. Boom. Um, I actually wanted to ask you a question because we have this is actually someone that you are higher on, so it's not a case where I'm higher on on someone, but I'm always like, eh. um, and um, that's Danny Duffy. Since you know, I know Danny Duffy has had like a great uh, start to the season, um, and then when he was injured, they you know the Royals decided when he came back um he's going to be this hybrid player and so I think like that you know his innings are going to be um capped so whether he's starting I don't think he'll be uh in games for that long I don't think he'll get a quality start out of him and you know he'll also be coming out of out of the bullpen and I think despite you know his strong season to me I've moved him down a bunch um just because I think you know that 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 innings cap and especially I mean he actually hasn't pitched like super super great since um he has come off the the aisle um and so i was wondering i you know maybe we have just a different uh perception on danny duffy and who he is and what he's going to be rest of season with this kind of hybrid pitcher tag that he's been given i don't think we do um i i actually think we both moved him down pretty substantially in our Mm -hmm. rankings it's just i think i was moving him from a higher perch than you were Okay. So that's I think that's the difference. I I would get we'd have to go back and look, but I would guess there was probably about a forty five spot mm-hmm. difference there between our rankings yeah. for him before. It's just now we've since we moved him down, I've got him at two ten, you've got him at two fifty six. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess where I'm at with him is uh, there's two reasons that I would would probably be a little higher on him than what you're mm-hmm. kind of how you're describing it. One of them is that. I haven't given up all hope that he could gradually get worked back to a full workload. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm prefacing, I'll preface this by saying I dropped him in our league we're in together. So oh, okay. uh, I like I didn't just drop him in the rankings on our site. I actually dropped him from my actual team. So uh, I have lowered my so expectations there. substantially <laughs> from for Danny Duffy. But you know, I think you look at a player like Christian Javier with the Astros. Um, or Michael Kopech, for example, right, right. there are these players who uh, are not st- not getting starters workloads, um, but are still valuable in fantasy. Like if you have a, a impressive enough strikeout rate, um, and and actually it also sort of just depends on how the team uses you. I mean, some of these guys get used in this like situation where they follow um, they'll they'll follow a starter. Um, who doesn't pitch deep into a game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and maybe they end up pitching like the fourth, fifth, sixth innings or something like that. And in those sort of situations, you can end up picking up a lot of wins because um, in those middle innings is when, when your team might take the lead, you true, know? So, um, so if they're giving good strikeouts and good ratios, uh, even if they're not a traditional starter, I'm not necessarily all out. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. Uh, other thing is, I like I said, I think he could eventually be back to like six innings per start by August or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, so I think those are the the main two reasons that I'm uh, a little bit higher on him uh, than you are. But like I said, uh, you know, actions speak louder than words. I did drop him from 
my team, um, and I wouldn't strongly object to jettisoning him, jettisoning him from your team if there's a starting pitcher out there that you really want to add. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So another player uh, that I'm a lot higher on than you uh, is uh, Jose Cisnero, mm-hmm. uh, who I believe is the new closer, the current closer anyway, uh, for the Tigers. Now, this is a team that hasn't really had a set closer uh, most of the season, and it's also a team that isn't generally winning a lot of games. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's going to get 20 saves the rest of the season. But, um, you know, Michael Fulmer is on the injured list. Gregory Soto just seems to be further down the pecking order. Um, for whatever reason right now than, than Jose Cisnero. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I like about Cisnero is, you know I dig the case, and this guy <laughs> this guy can put pile up some serious strikeouts. Uh, he's had a K per nine over 10 in each of the last three seasons, um, and now he's currently working on his second straight season with a uh, pretty helpful ERA as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of feel like, you know, he may be due for a bit of regression, um, perhaps. Uh, although you could argue the opposite too, because his his strand rate is actually um, really low. So <laughs> when he has had runners on, they've tended to score against him. Actually, so um, you know he's 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 probably going to give up more home runs than he has so far. But he the that strand rate normalization could actually balance that out some. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like he's a guy that maybe gives you some sneaky. Uh, ratio help some strikeout help and maybe picks up a five to ten more saves yeah and so those saves are kind of a of, of a bonus too that you get with yeah that, exactly uh, the ratios yeah now i see that you know it's like i've got gregory soto in there and i had michael fulmer in there but i did not have jose cisnero in there so that is an oversight on my part and i think that um you know kind of what you explained about you know quality ratios plus you get a little um you know even though he's splitting saves you can get that save uh, bonus every now and then, so that's that's even better, right? Yeah, exactly. So and it's you know, yeah. I don't fault you for that. I I write the closer report at yeah. Fantasy Pro, so I'm always tracking this stuff. So uh, you know, it's especially with these teams that have kind of used closer committees all season. It's very hard to keep up with whatever the latest twists and turns mm-hmm. are. And on some of them, I'll just tell you honestly, don't bother um, when they're bad teams and. They're splitting everything up really evenly. Um, it's not very interesting from a fantasy perspective, but if the pitcher is kind of, um, you know, going to give you good strikeouts and good ratios, mm-hmm. then they become a lot more interesting, even if they're sharing closer duties or if they're on a team that's just not going to create a lot of saves. You know, I so you know, it's like you look at the Orioles; it's kind of a similar thing with like Paul Fry and um, and Cole Sulser. It's like those guys can give you some helpful ratios and strikeouts, even if they're not going to pile up a huge number of saves, you know. But then mm-hmm. there's some other teams like you know, the Diamondbacks or something. It's like whoever is getting saves there, I'm not really interested because they they generate about one save opportunity a month, and the pitchers aren't good enough to help you in in any other category, right. really. Right. But I think it's also important to kind of like look at that. It's like a sneaky way to kind of you know, uh, help your ratios and get kind of, you know, that bonus save, you know, here and there. So I, I think that that's a, a good st- strategy. And I feel like, um, you know, some in general, um, 
you know, say, you know, we we talk to, you know, our ranks are kind of that for like a 12 team mix, mixer. And I think sometimes guys like that get get lost and are sitting on the waiver wire and that you can find, you know. Um, and so it's always kind of a good, I think, you know, like what you said, it's a good um, thing to look out for. If, if, you know, you're bringing some strikeouts, you may get a save here or there, but you're really helping out on, on uh, ratios and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So do you have another uh, one that, that you want to talk about? Um, let's, you know, we have Sean Manaya kind of, we've got a 60, I think we've got about a 60 uh, rank difference. Now, you know, I, I think that Sean Manaya is kind of, he surprised me a little bit. Um, I was never like, really, I had him basically lower. He's moved up my ranks and I was, um, kind of surprised, but, um, you know, when I, when I look at him, he's got, you know, three, one, three, uh, ERA one twenty four whip. Um, so he's kind of, uh, you know, his walk rates, uh, so, so, but he's, um, you know, with the strikeouts, he's averaging, you know, about one, uh, per inning. And I think that, um, he's, I mean, he's, he's, pitching so far i mean this is like the the best season i feel like he's he's had um and you know his uh kind of estimators say he should be kind of pitching at this level and um you know he was just someone that actually kind of surprised me that i moved up and um i think he's he's worth looking and worth kind of moving up a little bit more than um kind of where you have him at mm-hmm do you have anything? I, I, I can be persuaded on this one. I, you know, I think it's, for me, it was a little bit of a, just sort of, uh, like you said, you, you mm-hmm. didn't think you were expecting to move him up. I, I feel like that's I, how you felt about him is similar to how mm-hmm. I felt about him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the opposite of what you were talking about last show about Aaron judge and how <laughs> right. you, uh, just, you, you want, to, you want him to be higher in your rankings. Right. Like I, I, I want Sean and I not to be that high in yeah. my rankings because <laughs> uh, I just like the track record is just kind of uninspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't get, he hasn't in the past really given those strikeouts that, you know, I like mm-hmm. and um, I, something about like, I was kind of in a Mania when he first got called up to the A's like, you know, five or six years ago mm-hmm. and it just didn't, it didn't really translate. And then I feel like he then became one of these like streamer type guys. And then it, it's just completely just ad hoc sort of um, situation. But like whenever I would, you know, pick him up and be like, Oh, he's about to be good for a while now. And I would use him and I'd watch the game on TV. Uh, and he would always just get bombed in those, in those situations. And I would just be like, Oh, why did I fall for this again? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I had just kind of sworn him off, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why he's a little bit low in my rankings, but, um, I agree. I mean, the, if you look at the underlying numbers, um, they pretty much support what he's, what he's been doing. Maybe not a hundred percent, but, uh, you know, 75%, mm-hmm. uh, they, they definitely, uh, all the ERA indicators point to a, a mid threes, kind of an ERA, uh, mid, mid to high threes ERA, um, and, you know, he hasn't been super uh, lucky in terms of BABIP or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. and he is, he has bumped that strikeout rate up to over a batter per inning to kind of, which to me is like a prerequisite yeah. in today's game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate it at all. I think, I think you're right. I'm a little too low on him because uh, his ranking in Yahoo is at 157 and you and I both actually have him lower 
uh, than that, but I have him substantially lower than that. So I should probably bump him up closer to the range where you have him in that like 170-ish kind of range. Yeah, he was, like I said, I mean, he was just someone I was like, hmm, okay, Shamanaya. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you're looking good. I shouldn't, you know, acknowledge that, you know, so. Yeah. Well, let me give you the Sean Manaya of hitters, okay. <laughs> uh, which is Avisail Garcia mm-hmm. uh, with the Brewers. Um, I've got him at 242. You've got him outside of your rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just feel like this guy um, has kind of become the main power hitter in that Milwaukee lineup this season. And uh, he's actually been really good from a fantasy perspective. He's currently the 105th overall player uh, in standard five by five leagues, which was even higher than uh, I was, I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, I just think uh, he's this guy that he's 30 years old. He's, you know, he's never going to be that fantasy superstar. Um, But uh, he's, he's been a player who's been good in sort of shorter spurts of time. I mean, he had this uh, eye-opening season in um, 2017 when he hit 330 with 18 mm-hmm. homers, five steals, 80 RBIs, and 136 games. Um, he was pretty good in 2019 with Tampa Bay as well, 282, 20 homers, 10 steals. Um, and so this year, you know, he's, uh, again, showing power and a bit of speed. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah i just i sort of feel like um and he's got 51 rbis he's just he's batting cleanup and he's just scoring he's like driving in a lot of runs um so and and his stack cast numbers actually say that he should have even better numbers than what he's done so far so um so what do you think am i am i I selling you at all on avisal garcia yeah, he's always, like, honestly, he's always something I'm like, oh, should I put him on, should I don't, you know? Um, but I think he, he does deserve to be, you know, ranked, you know? Um, and, you know, like like you said, I mean, I, you know, he's got some power. He's got a little bit of speed. And the Brewers like to run. He already has four stolen bases. Um, and it's, I think that, you know, he has a career 269 average. I think that his, his average... Um, he was Babip's low. I think that, um, you know, he could um, probably bump his average up, you know, a little bit. Um, and um, kind of expected stats say, you know, he should be slugging at 500 uh, versus a 453. Um, and I think that probably, yeah, rest of the season, I could see him, um, you know, what, like maybe 20, maybe 25 or something homers and, you know, a handful of steals and if he bumps that average up to, to like 260 or so 265 um that that's valuable you know and mm-hmm. like you said you know he's um he's he's you know batting cleanup so he's got the um the rbi that uh he that he brings and he should uh be on my ranks and and move up so he's he, he will be an addition a welcome addition to lauren's rest of season rankings next All next right. week <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to move on quickly to oh, okay. the other part mm-hmm. of our uh, thing, but before I do, I did just want to also put in a little uh, word for Logan Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, a little more exciting of a fantasy option than obviously Al Garcia, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I just think, I mean, this guy is a very highly regarded prospect. Uh, he got off to a little bit of a rough start uh, uh, with Seattle. Um, but it's a good park to pitch in. And over the last month, he's got 
a 288 ERA and a one whip over a strikeout per inning. Uh, I just feel like, um, you know, he's uh, he's been good in uh, most of his uh, starts since those first two rough ones at the beginning of mm-hmm. his big league career in May. So I feel like this is a guy that could be on the verge of, of really breaking out. And, you know, we obviously we don't know how many innings he'll throw or anything like that, but um, I just was wondering what you thought about that because um, – He's a player that I've, I've got about uh, 55 spots higher than you. Yeah, I think that he's someone I tend to um, – I always kind of take a little bit like a, a kind of a wait-and-see approach. And I think, um, you know, he did have a couple uh, – I guess, you know, when, when they had called him up in May, um, he had – you know, he was okay. Uh, but he definitely has pitched pitched better of late. Um, and maybe maybe he does deserve to, to, to go up the ranks. And I feel – like, you know, Seattle may just continue to throw him out there just to see what they have, you know. And um, so, yeah, I think, you know, I could I could move him up a bit. I think that he's got some upside. And, um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in on uh, Logan Gilbert. I'll have to- yeah, I just – for me, it's like when, when you have the player that has the kind of upside that he has yeah. and they're pitching well right now um, and they're in a pretty decent situation, uh, I'm just – I'm factoring in that upside into the ranking. So, right. uh, you know, I think that he has a poten- he has he has the potential to well out earn um you know where I have him ranked even and it's just um so I'm factoring in both uh the risk because he's as you said less proven mm-hmm. but also that upside. Right. So it's kind of like a balancing act, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Cool. All right, so let's move on to talking about some players uh, where maybe there's not such a big difference in rankings between the two of us, mm-hmm. but there's a difference, there's a big discrepancy between what they've actually done through the first three months of the season. Uh, you know, we're about to hit the All Star break here. We're halfway home. Uh, there's a big difference between what that what they've done and what we think they're going to do the rest of the way. So uh, we can keep this quick for some yeah. of these players because I know we've talked about some of them before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if there's some that you want to expand on more and get more in depth on we can do that too um so uh we'll start off you know Juan Soto Mm -hmm. I'm still we both we both still have him at number eight he's Mm -hmm. hasn't even been a top hundred guy uh so you're you're still fully on board I'm still on and it's like when you had you know I kind of looked at him a little bit earlier and the same thing we can also tie this in with well, maybe I think so. Like with Mookie Betts, where you know each month the slugging has has increased, um, and I'm fine, you know, with Juan Soto. I think that he'll he'll be fine. And then, you know, with Mookie Betts, uh, it is a little concerning because his his average has stayed in either 250, 253. You know, April, March, um, April. Sorry, April, May, June. Um, so I'm like, like I don't know, like what's going on there. But I still do think that. Um, Bets kind of goes back to a little bit of a bets level, but maybe less. But um, so I'm fine with Soto. I'm overall fine with bets, but I'm more fine with Soto over bets. How about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, I actually I did move bets down yeah. a little bit more than you yeah. did in our rankings because um, Soto's actually started to show some signs of life recently, mm-hmm. and bets hasn't done that quite as much. Yeah. Um, and I just. I think also, um, you know, we still kind of think of bets. When we think of bets, we remember these seasons where he like went thirty thirty or you know twenty five twenty five, and he's just not 
stealing bases at that kind of level anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, he can still give you 15 steals, um, but I don't. I'm not sure that uh, he's like a 25, 30 stolen base guy anymore. So um, would it shock me? You know, his strikeout rate's still pretty low. I mean, it's higher than it's ever been, but it's still 16%, which is pretty pretty good. So would it shock me if he's amazing the rest of the season? Of course not. I mean, uh, it's certainly possible, but I just feel like he's sort of sleepwalking through the season, statistically speaking, at least. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say anything about his his hustle or his drive or anything like that. But just, um, I just think like he, he hasn't really jumped out statistically at any point this season. It's just been kind of this, this slog, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, so that's why I moved him down a little bit more just cause I feel like we're at the point now where if there's still not showing signs of life here in July, I'm getting a little more concerned, but, um, but yeah, he'll, he'll be fine. Um, all right. So some other guys, uh, I mean, Bryce Harper, I mean, that's yeah. mostly probably a function of him. Uh, he missed a little time, right? And, yeah. I mean, any concerns there? No. I think and someone like Starling Marte, um, who's just – he's just been playing lights out since he's gotten back from the IL, you know. And I love Starling I, Marte. I know. Yeah. It's just like he's just so great. And we've got him ranked kind of similarly. And um, he's just literally hit the ground running and – he hits a little bit of power. He hits for average across the board. He's just someone that I've, I'm always a fan of, and I'm, I, I think he actually may outperform what I thought he would would do. But I think Starling Marte's fine. Um, I'm not concerned with his his production level. How about Cody Bellinger though? I I don't know yeah, what to make of Cody. No, I don't know. Um, I, oh yeah, we've kind of both moved him down to the same spot. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm a little concerned about about Bellinger what about you yeah he's just it's like hard to know what you're gonna get from Bellinger at any particular time I mean he's had injuries he's just had wild fluctuations in his statistical output I mean some years he looks like a 40 homer guy some years he looks like a 25 homer guy Mm -hmm. some years he hits you know 240 some years he hits 300 it's uh, it's his stats are, have really been all over the place. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm still like, I'm a, still of a mind where it's like, if I can buy low on a player like Cody Bellinger, I want to do that because yeah. he has the, in his range of outcomes is being like a top 10 player the rest of the season. Like that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it comes down to price. You know, I think like we both have him right. Like you said, right around 40th, mm-hmm. Um, so it just, if you can get him for a player outside of the top 50, um, of our rankings, like, I think that's a, that's worth the risk, you know? Um, but he's certainly not worth paying the sticker price that he cost in in drafts at the beginning of the season. Yeah. 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 Uh, And I tried to trade for him in our keeper league. I mean, in a keeper league, I, I don't have longer term concerns so much, although, I do think you have to kind of accept the warts with the uh, goodness. Um, But I think, uh, I I don't think we've heard the last from Cody Bellinger by any stretch of the imagination. I just think uh, it could be kind of a bumpy ride, especially this season. Yeah. What about Lindor? I'm kind of, I'm uh, hopeful about Lindor. Are you? Tell me why. I'm a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think he's kind of turned it around a little bit recently. Um, I know it's, let me, let me pull his little stats up here. Um, 
I was thinking that might be true too because I feel like people tweet every time he like hits a home run or something. Mm-hmm. But then I looked at the actual numbers and I was like, eh, he still hasn't really been that great. I mean, he's been okay. Yeah, I, I mean, but I think if you look at kind of like, if you look at um, some of his expected stats, and he still had, I mean, he's got, you know, there's still like a fifty point, well, yeah, like difference between his his BABIP. Kind of career BABIP. Um, he's still, I mean, he's got, listen, I mean, he's at uh, nine homer, eight steal, 220, right? The 220 is not, not pretty. <laughs> but um, I don't think that there's reason to think that he's going to be sitting, he has to improve his average. I think that he could give you like a, like a 250 plus average. Um, you know, it's like he had a down season last, last uh, year. But I still think, I still think you can s- squeeze 20 some odd homers out of him and you know say, say he's like a 20 20 250 guy and that may be conservative that may be low um i don't think it's conservative on the stolen basis you know yeah what do you think what do you think that he is um you think he's more kind of like a 15 15 steals yeah i just think yeah. he's i think he he's sort of and we see this a lot of the time with players as they you know transition into their mid to late 20s that they become more of that like uh, middle of the order power kind of bat and they don't run quite as much as they used to mm-hmm. now I, I don't think he's ever going to completely abandon stealing bases but um, I yeah I mean he's only had two seasons with 20 plus steals in his career anyway um, uh, so I think like we shouldn't be expecting 20 plus steals I think 15 is probably a better expectation mm-hmm. and then like you said yeah, he's not a 220 hitter, but uh, sometimes I feel like people might be a little too quick to assume he's like a big help in batting average. I mean, early in his career, he was a 300. He looked like a 300 hitter, but didn't have a lot of power. And then really that sort of switched when he started swinging uh, for the fences more and he became a, a 30 home run type of a guy, but more of like a 270 mm-hmm. uh, kind of hitter. And then these last two years, um, you know, Obviously, the batting average has tailed off even further. So, I, I feel like he can hit in that two fifty to two seventy mm-hmm. range, sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're talking like, you know, a twenty twenty five home run pace with a fifteen steals and two sixty or something, it's good, but it's not quite what not we what have come to for. expect from yeah. Francisco Lindor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but again, it's kind of a similar thing with Bellinger that there's there's just a ton of talent there, yeah, and it's kind of like yeah. you have to factor that into that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe at some point he just goes on this huge run where he is uh, as good as anybody, right. <laughs> basically. So I think that's why he's still um, you can't move him too far down. I mean, I've got him sixty five, and yeah. I think that's about as far as I feel comfortable moving him down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and let's see, who else do you want to talk about in terms of, um, what about, what about Lucas Giolito? Where are you on him? Cause I was kind of like, I've always felt like I was a little lower than the consensus on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe now I'm like being a little generous to still have <laughs> well, him was, in the fifties. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I was going to make it the exact same point. Cause I'm like, are we actually too high on, <laughs> you know, him? Right. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely thought that you, he would be playing, you know, better than he is at 
at this point. Um, but he still is, you know, he's still getting, uh, I think, like ranked, um, I think, higher than what he is. It's just, I don't know. He's got, what, what's, what's, what's his deal been? Is it, oh, it's like the homers. He's been giving up a lot of homers. Um, and I think that's probably inflating his, his, his ERA, ERA there. Um, you know, he's still, his strikeout rate has gone down. Um, he's given up some homers. Um, he's a decent walk rate. Um, let's see what else here. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's going on with, with Giolito. Um, let me pull up his baseball spot here. What, um, what are your thoughts on him right now while I pull this up? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like um, he is still, you know, striking out a lot of guys. Uh, his walk rate's always been a little bit on the high side, but it's not, like, outrageously high. Um, like you said, the the long balls are a problem, and this isn't the first time they've been a problem either. I mean, mm-hmm. he has given up a lot of home runs pretty consistently throughout his career. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I none of his numbers – like look super duper different um, than they have in the previous years. So I think that's a reason to expect maybe some improvement over on that 420 ERA going forward. It's really just a question of how much improvement we get. Um, and like I said, I just, I, I guess I was just sort of down on him um, relative to um, most people going into the season. So I didn't, he didn't have as far to fall for me. So it's kind of like, he's just sort of, settled in there and i uh, yeah but i still feel like he could go down lower you know like he could he could maybe i mean how like how much has he been struggling lately i like i feel like like looking like so he just gave up six runs in his last game and then really since the beginning of of june you know he's got four and run two three two three well that's that's okay but he's pitching like he's he's i think pitched worse you know since june Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, do we have to look at his spin rates? That's another, <laughs> I, well, you know, I mean, um, I just don't want to overreact to one bad start because that last start was really the first bad, bad start he's had. I mean, like even when he's given up two or three runs here and there, I mean, he's still not giving up a lot of base runners he's still striking out. Yeah. Yeah. Until the two games ago, like the last two games ago when he struck out one batter yeah. in six innings. And then last game he, he got, rocked by the tiger so that is a little concerning um but i don't know i i feel like we're not we don't have a ton to go on mm-hmm. here to panic about him you know yeah yeah look at me i'm defending lucas giolito <laughs> i don't know what's going on here is it like backwards day or something or <laughs> that's how confounding world? it is you know <laughs> it is strange strange times we live in yeah yeah so lucas uh so Luis Castillo, oh, yeah. are you are you fully back on board with him now? Yeah, actually, I think we both brought him up. I think to the same neighborhood ish. I yep. think sixty ish or something. Yep. Um, yeah, he's had um, I think what a couple good starts, um, and so I think maybe he's um, turned the corner a little bit from his uh, bad season. I'm in. I'm buying. I'm I'm in. And if you um, could, oops, if you could uh, get him. If someone, you know, if you could have like buy low opportunity, I think that that's that that's you know passed. Um, but mm-hmm. I've, uh, you know, I think we both we both had dropped him down. He's now moved back up. Um, like I said, he's had a couple good uh, games. Um, 
And so, yeah, I'm back in on him. Yeah, me too. I mean, the thing is, it never really made sense why he was struggling unless you just watched it. And it was sort of like he just you could just tell he didn't quite have the command of his pitches. He wasn't he was leaving pitches a little bit over the middle of the plate and things like that. It was never a matter of um, not having his full arsenal or not not having the velocity Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Um, It was just it just he wasn't quite getting the job done in terms of location and things like that. So those are the kind of things you can actually fix. Um, and then it's one of those things where it's like, once you get back on track, it just stays that way, you know? Yeah. So and it's I, like in June, he had a 171 ERA. So I'm like, mm, he's, he's found his groove. He's back, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think we're, we're agree on that. And then what about Pete Alonso? Cause he's kind of had um, sort of a, a disappointing uh, season overall. Although, uh, if you look at it, it's not—it's not that far off from what you would normally expect. He's just not hitting quite as many home runs. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it may have to do. You know, he was on the IL. He had some—it uh, was like a wrist injury or hand injury—and you know, maybe that—that's playing into a little bit of his power step. Although he has. He's been hitting some homers lately. I feel like he started. Yeah, I think he actually up. hit two on uh, yesterday. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> so I think you know maybe uh, you know uh, maybe this is kind of like a moot point, but you know, um, I think maybe maybe that had something to do with it. But he has been hitting some homers a little bit lately, and I you know I wouldn't be surprised if, if Pete Alonso goes back to kind of Pete Alonso, you know, after the All Star break. That wouldn't surprise me at all. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying 53 homer Pete Alonso, but. Um, you know, I would not be surprised if he starts like flexing greater power in the second half of the season. Yeah, well, I mean, even fifty-three homer, I, I don't think that's totally crazy. Like, to if he hit a, at a fifty home run pace for two or three months, like, yeah, yeah that's we've, true. We, it wouldn't be shocking. I mean, if you had to make a list of players that you thought were capable of doing that, uh, he he would be one of the first players you would mention because he's true. actually done it before. You know, it, it's yeah. like maybe there's like ten players in baseball that are actually capable of going on a 50 home run pace for two or three months. And I think he's one of them. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Another one of them is Luke Voigt, <laughs> yes. uh, who, you know, I love uh-huh. and he, he hasn't really done anything since mm-hmm. he's come off the IL, but mm-hmm. I still, I still am pretty optimistic. I just, um, again, it, it does come down to the injuries and whether he'll even stay healthy. But I mean, I feel like, if he is able to stay healthy, he's he's got to start hitting eventually, right? Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, and, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before where I um, – guys coming back from the IL, I think, you know, you, you push up a little bit higher than I tend to, um, I think, on the whole. And it's just that wait-and-see approach with, with Voight because, again, there's that – that health history is um, – you know, he just always finds a way of, I feel like, landing on the IL. And so it's like if – that if he doesn't kind of get things going at the plate, it it does concern me a little bit. But he's only recently been back, and there's no reason why, um, you know, assuming health, he can't pop back to regular like Luke Voitness, you know. Right, and uh, you know, I understand wait, wanting a wait and see approach in terms of, you know, where you rank him rest of season. But mm-hmm. as a fantasy manager, don't take a wait and see approach. Like get him in your lineup. No, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. It's like if he is if if he is going to get hurt again, you want to make sure you get the production while he's actually Although his, healthy. His K rate has jumped thirty one percent on the season so far. Although yeah, he's no, only played twenty four games, but that ha- maybe he's pressing a little bit. I don't know. You know, 
Maybe. I I, I don't yeah, I, I should rephrase that. I mean, like I don't I don't mind benching any player when they're in a huge slump. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, he just had two hits yesterday, so it's kinda like I don't know, maybe he's about to turn the corner. It's possible. I you know, um mm-hmm. if you're in a if you're in a daily lineup league, it's you can you can play around and take guys out of your lineup um yeah. for a, a few days if they're slumping. But yeah. um but in a weekly lineup, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to make sure I've got him in there when when he starts. You know, he could have a five home run week or something like that. Yeah, like you would time. kick yourself if you had had him benched. You know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, any other players you want to talk about in terms of like big discrepancies between their actual production and 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 uh, how we have them ranked? Let's see, I'm running down the list. Um, no, I mean, I think it's important to kind of talk about the kind of the the bigger name guys just to kind of check in half a season, you know, or half a season in, it's like, where are we? Are we, are we still concerned? Are we not? And so I think we covered kind of the, um, well, the bigger name guys today, which I think is good. You know, I mean, maybe we can go and kind of look at, um, kind of, um, you know, say between like a hundred and 150, you know, overall, uh, next week or something like that, you know? Yeah. We also um, should look at some of the players who, have performed really highly that we don't have mm-hmm, that, that we're not buying. ranked that highly. So that will be another show yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, these are things I think we can continue to come back to mm-hmm. um, as we go through the season here. And I think that that's, uh, that's what the show is all about really is uh, putting out a set of rankings, which is a conversation starter in many respects um, in terms of uh, how we, how we see things, you versus me, how both of us see things versus uh, the fantasy industry as a whole, how both of us see the things versus um, the actual production that's occurred. Uh, so, and you know, we hope we hope that that helps you you at home figure out uh, how to manage your roster, whether it's making a trade or picking up a player off the waiver wire, mm-hmm. uh, as the case may be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you uh, so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, you can uh, catch me on Twitter at Andrew underscore Seifter. And you can catch me at LK Auerbach. And if you have the time, please rate and review, submit, like, ring the bell, whatever you're supposed to be doing in this format. We, we greatly appreciate it. So thank you. That's right. And check us out at rosrankings.com. And uh, we got rankings up there. We got blogs, articles, all that good stuff. Talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. See you later. You've been listening to the Rest of Season Rankings Podcast. Go to www.rosrankings.com for more.